Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. Joining us now is Philadelphia District Attorney Larry Krasner. Um, District Attorney Krasner, good morning. Good morning. Excuse me. Good morning, Mr. Jones. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You know, I have never been better. Okay. Well, they passed and uh, the governor signed uh, Senate Bill 140, which um, allows for the uh, special a special prosecutor for mass transit Um, in Philadelphia. uh, There are septa stops everywhere. And so how, in your view, um, does this bill work? What does it mean for you? Well, <clears throat> I mean, what it means for me is that there uh, there will be a lot of constitutional challenges because this is fundamentally an effort to erase the votes of 155,000 Philadelphians who chose the district attorney they wanted. And honestly, it erases 60,000 people who voted for a different candidate uh, and replaces the people they wanted with someone who was appointed, who doesn't even need to be from Philadelphia. Um, this is actually not a step to bill at all. It pretends to be a step to bill. But the reason I say it's not a step to bill is that what it says is that there can be an appointed special prosecutor appointed by the state attorney general. And that appointed special prosecutor can do any case that occurs within 500 yards in any direction of a SEPTA property. All right. So what we're talking about here is um, almost every single bit of the landmass of Philadelphia, except the middle of a few parks. And we're also talking about 80 percent of all criminal incidents that occur, if not more. This is not about SEPTA at all. The SEPTA thing was just camouflage to make it so that the elected district attorney in only one county in the entire state uh, no longer has say. And that elected district attorney is to be replaced by an unelected appointed district attorney. To get more nuts and bolts, the attorney general is always likely to take more traditional positions when it comes to prosecution because the attorney general is elected from all over the state. So all the counties where they have a lot of prisons that they want to fill are going to vote differently than people who live in the city of Philadelphia who have different attitudes, different demographics, different politics, and who don't have an economy that depends on having lots of prisons. That's just the reality. Uh, If you actually look at how the voting went for this, there was tremendous support coming from areas where they want more Philadelphians in their prisons. No joke. It was tremendous support sponsorship, really, coming, for example, from uh, Johnstown, where you can't bump into somebody in the street uh, who works anywhere but the prison. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, this shouldn't surprise anybody. A senator, uh, Pennsylvania senator, I won't say who, told me the other day that in their travels around the state and in attending public events, people stand up in some of these counties and they say, <clears throat> you know, we got a problem. We don't have enough inmates in our prisons. Can't we just get Philadelphia to violate a bunch of people on parole? Not making that up. Mm. You know, in their mind, what they want is a steady conveyor belt of Philadelphians. So let me just try to break it down real fast with, with one phrase. They don't want our vote. They do want to lock up our people. So when you say they, who's they? 
This is uh, this originated with Republicans. It was pushed very strongly with Republicans. As you know, the Republicans uh, fought viciously not to have a budget for several months, and they were holding a ton of money. So what they effectively did here is in a very coercive way, they said uh, all the things that you need and you want on a budget that's way too late, you can only have them if you do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, unfortunately, and I think it is regrettable and disappointing, the measure passed the legislature. And I think it's also regrettable and disappointing that a governor who is a lawyer, who is a constitutional officer, signed it. Um, but I also know and I, I, I predict it right now. You can write this down. Uh, I know that this is an unconstitutional bill. And so um, you can't just erase 155,000 Philadelphia votes. Uh, and do so because you want to fill prisons. It's this is not democracy anymore. And that's what bothers me so much about it. It's really not about me. This is about whether Philadelphia votes count less than other votes and what the legislature is saying here and what the, you know, what the governor's signature says here is Philadelphia votes don't count at all when they want to take Philadelphians, more Philadelphians, not just the ones who need to be in jail, but other Philadelphians and for economic reasons, stuff their prisons. So uh, we are talking with uh, Philadelphia District Attorney Larry Krasner. So the the bill is Senate Bill 140. It was signed into law uh, yesterday by Governor Josh Shapiro, uh, who could have vetoed it and and chose not to. And uh, this bill allows for the attorney general to appoint a special prosecutor to handle any crime that happens on or near SEPTA. Now, is this just Philadelphia or is it also the other counties that uh, that SEPTA serves? Oh, no, this is just Philadelphia. And as I said before, let's not kid ourselves. Uh, you didn't pass a, a SEPTA bill to cover the entire city. The reason that they, the, the SEPTA thing was just a ruse in a different uh, different section of the law. They hit a definition of what they mean by SEPTA property. And what they actually mean is essentially the entire city of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So, you know, SEPTA was just a Halloween costume for what was a grab of power away from Philadelphia voters. You cannot erase Philadelphia votes. And I will be, let me be clear about this stuff. I will die on this hill. And it ain't about me. It's about whether or not we're going to have a democracy as we move towards an election where we could end up with a dictator in this country. They are not playing around when it comes to Detroit and it comes to Philadelphia, and they, it comes to big, diverse cities in swing states. They're going to do everything they can to make sure that our votes do not count. And, I, you know, I will dedicate myself, among other things, from now through May, to making sure that the Republicans who originated this bill are taught a lesson when they see a turnout in Philadelphia that is like none before, because we cannot live in a society where some votes are thrown away. And other votes are counted. Sadly, there's a lot of American history about disenfranchising certain people. uh, And a lot of those people live in Philadelphia. This is just more of that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in my mind, it's 100 percent unconstitutional. But that does not excuse the reality that there are elected officials, uh, including elected officials who fought this fight, who are profiles in courage. And then there are other elected officials who are profiles in cowardice. And this never should have been negotiable. This never should have been on the table. Uh, we should not be using 155,000 Philadelphia voters as battering ram to get other stuff. And, you know, I, I, 
I am confident that in the end we are going to win because this will be determined to be unconstitutional. Uh, but we cannot accept this. Our votes count and they have to count. So are you challenging this in court? Uh, is somebody else challenging this in court? What What's next? Well, first thing, uh, first step in the process is that the elected attorney general, who in this case is appointed because uh, the attorney general has replaced, you know, Governor Shapiro, who went from being AG to governor. But that attorney general looks at the bill and is going to either uh, do what it says, which is appoint a special prosecutor or declare it unconstitutional, which, in my opinion, it clearly is. So that's step step one. Step one is, will this attorney general appointed by Governor Shapiro, but also a person with a constitutional obligation, will this attorney general say, nope, that's unconstitutional, I won't do it, in which case you'll probably have Republicans running into court to try to make this attorney general enforce it, or is this attorney general going to say, yep, I'll do it, in which case, um, you know, those of us who actually care about Philadelphia votes are going to run into court and we're going to challenge it. I expect that this will at some point have to be decided by uh, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Now, there there have been several efforts, uh, quite frankly, to to either get you out of office or to um, really uh, hinder your ability to do your job by by taking away some some of your power. One of those efforts has been the impeachment effort. They said that you had engaged in misbehavior in office. Mm-hmm. Um, the court's still trying to figure out exactly wh- what that means. Where is that impeachment process now? I know that one uh, uh, one of the uh, Supreme Court justices has recused himself. So, so where is that process now? So, <clears throat> very timely question. Anybody who watched the news the last couple of days saw that the Republicans in Washington have now impeached uh, President Biden for, well, nothing. They have impeached him not because they say he had committed a crime. They admit they don't have any evidence of that. Not because they say that he's corrupt. They admit they don't have any evidence of that. They impeached him because they want to. And that is exactly the same thing that was done in Pennsylvania with me. They have agreed all along to the same thing, that I didn't commit any crime or they have no evidence of it and that, and that I didn't do anything that is corrupt. The bottom line with Biden in D.C. is they don't like his policies and ideas. And the bottom line here in Pennsylvania is that I was impeached by a Republican controlled House because they don't like my policies and ideas. That's what's up. So the appellate court said, you can't do that. You cannot impeach people and try to overturn the results of an election and erase Philadelphia votes just because you don't like policies and ideas. That was ruled upon by what's called the Commonwealth Court which is an important appellate court. The uh, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court is now considering that, and I shouldn't talk too much about it because it is under consideration. We have to respect their process. But um, let me just say I have faith in the Pennsylvania Supreme Court uh, to recognize this for what it is, which is a, a terrible threat to democracy. Um, I am optimistic that we will win that. And this is in the same line. What's happening to me here and what's happening to the voters in Philadelphia is not different than the kind of tactics that are being used all over the country by Republicans to disenfranchise voters and to beat people who get elected and reelected in between elections. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I just read a great book on this topic, which is called minority. I think it's called Minority Rule. Mm. But the bottom line is the argument is you have the Republican Party, which is a 
single culture. It is a monoracial, monocultural group. They cannot attract people outside of their own culture. And as a consequence, they will surely be losing pretty much all of their elections within 10 years. So how does, how does a minority party hang on to power? And the answer at this point is by disenfranchising people. It's by erasing their vote. It's by pretending elections were not free, fair, and final. It's by bogus impeachment in ways that impeachment has never been used before. It's by coming up with laws, which they have done in a few places, where elected officials no longer have the power they've already they've always had, and somehow some more conservative statewide entity can remove them from office, whether it's Governor DeSantis in Florida who has done that, or whether it's Georgia where you have an unelected committee who now exists to tell elected prosecutors what they can and cannot do and to remove them or whether it's these tactics here. You know, we are fundamentally observing a party that is perfectly willing to destroy democracy forever. And they're going to start where this has started historically, which is with the disenfranchisement of people who are black, who are brown, who are poor, uh, and who are young. That's where they're going to start. They've been up to this for a couple hundred years. And this is something that none of us should tolerate. There are 155,102 people out there who voted for the district attorney they wanted in Philly who are owed an apology by everybody who has been a part of this plot to erase their votes. Mm. But, but more to the point, I will tell you this, I am optimistic that our Supreme Court will recognize that we cannot have a democracy at all if a small number of people can erase the votes of a much larger number of people. Mm -hmm. We're talking with Philadelphia DA Larry Krasner. SB 140 has been approved by the Senate, the House signed by the governor. It assigns a SEPTA special prosecutor to handle crimes that handle that uh, that happen on or near SEPTA stations and stops, which would cover much of the city of Philadelphia. Um, so, D.A. Krasner, I know we've talked a lot about what Republicans have done, but the reality is we've had a couple of Democrats um, out of Philadelphia vote along with the Republicans on this. Um, Amen Brown among them. Uh, you had a Democratic governor also sign this into law. You say it's not about you, but they disagree with your policies. What is it? And we have about a minute. What is it about your policies that you think they don't like? Um, well, you know, I, I don't actually see it the, that way. Nearly the entire Philadelphia delegation voted against this, almost mm -hmm. every single one. Amon Brown, as you know, is uh, on thin ice as to whether he's even going to be in his position anymore. This is a guy with a record for having been arrested for stealing houses. This is a guy with a, a, a very long list of lawsuits against him for not paying his bills. And this is a guy whose back pocket is full of money from Steve Yass and other people who would really like to make a lot of money off charter schools and are happy to wreck the public schools. Amon Brown spends more time with Republicans than he does with Democrats, so I'm not surprised he would vote for this. And then there were two or three people in the far Northeast um, who voted for it. But everybody else in Philadelphia and many, many Democrats outside of Philadelphia voted against it because they recognized it for what it is, which is a threat to, to democracy. You know, I don't take this personally at all. I understand that politics is a rough and tumble game. And I also understand that when you have a social justice movement, which is the criminal justice reform movement, a grassroots movement 
that is changing things. People who are used to doing stuff one way, people who are used to having the most incarcerated country in the world, those people feel threatened. Mm. And those people, especially if their county budget depends on stuffing their jails with Philadelphians, Mm. are going to get upset if they have 20% fewer Philadelphians because we are actually doing what the people want in Philadelphia. So, you know, I don't I don't take any of that personally, but I think that this is a hill that we should be willing to die on. It should never be negotiable, never be on the table to erase Philadelphia votes. All right. That's Philadelphia District Attorney Larry Krasner. I want to thank you so much for joining us this morning on WURD. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 